I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, February 7th. Voters in South and West Quincy will head to the polls today to elect their new ward councillor. Polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. for voters to cast ballots in the Ward 4 special election. Two candidates, Joel Buenaventura of Common Street and James Devine of Cross Street, are vying for the Ward 4 seat vacated in October when longtime councillor Brian Pamucci resigned upon his appointment to a judgeship. The winner of the special election will fill out the remainder of Pamucci's term, which expires at the end of the year, and can seek a full two-year term in this fall's municipal election. Devine and Buenaventura finished first and second, respectively, in the January 17th preliminary election that included two other candidates. Buenaventura and Devine are both first-time candidates. Turnout in the preliminary was about 6.8 percent, with 756 of the wards over 11,000 registered voters casting ballots. Some residents have already cast ballots in the final special election, taking advantage of early voting, 81 residents cast ballots at City Hall last week in person, and an additional 23 mail-in ballots had been received as of yesterday. Another 23 mail-in ballots had yet to be received. A total of 68 early and mail-in ballots were cast in the preliminary election. Mail-in ballots must be received by tonight at 8 p.m. There is a ballot drop box outside Quincy City Hall. Lindsay Clancy, the Duxbury mother accused in connection with the deaths of her three children, is set to face charges today. Clancy is scheduled to be arraigned virtually from her hospital bed, where she remains as she's treated for injuries suffered when she jumped from a window of her Duxbury home last month. A funeral was held for the three children on Friday. Her attorney, Kevin Reddington, said in court last week that his client was over-medicated at the time, and he plans to argue Clancy lacks any criminal responsibility. Clancy will be examined by a forensic psychologist for evidence of a postpartum mood disorder. Her husband, Patrick Clancy, had gone out for about 20 minutes to pick up medications, and dinner, according to Reddington. Patrick Clancy found his wife outside the home on Summer Street and called 911 on January 24th. First responders discovered the couple's three children unconscious inside the home with obvious signs of trauma. Two of the children, five-year-old Cora Clancy and three-year-old Dawson Clancy, were pronounced dead at the hospital. The third child, an eight-month-old boy named Callan was flown to Boston Children's Hospital with traumatic injuries and died the next day. Reddington asserted that his client was over-medicated and was taking a dozen medications at the time of the incident. A Boston man is in custody in connection with the shooting death of a boy in Mattapan last week, according to Suffolk County DA Kevin Hayden. Tyler Lawrence of Norwood was shot and killed just before noon on January 29th near the intersection of Fremont and Babson Streets in Mattapan. Officers found the 13-year-old suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. 
When Lawrence died of his injuries before he could be taken to the hospital, Hayden said a murder warrant was issued for 34-year-old Cezanne Skerritt in connection with Lawrence's death after Skerritt's arrest Sunday on fentanyl-related drug distribution charges. Skerritt is charged with murder, being an armed career criminal, level 3, in various firearm and ammunition charges. Skerritt will be arraigned on the murder charges as soon as possible. He was arraigned yesterday on federal drug charges and learned of the murder warrant during his arraignment. Investigators said the boy was targeted and that the shooting was not a random attack. No motive was given. Norwood Public Schools said the boy was a student at the Coakley Middle School. Governor Mara Healey is expected to travel out of state this week to attend the State of the Union Address and the National Governors Association meetings in Washington, D.C. It will be her first trip outside of the state since taking office last month, and the first time the governor's powers will be handed down to Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll. Healy's office confirmed the governor will participate in the NGA Winter Meeting, which runs from Thursday through Saturday in the nation's capital. The NGA said the governors who attend will join federal officials and leaders from business, academia, and philanthropy for solutions-driven conversations around the top issues in states and territories. The emergency room at Boston Medical Center reopened yesterday earlier than scheduled after a speedy cleanup from a burst pipe. During Saturday's bitter cold snap, the emergency room had originally been slated to stay closed until today after water flooded the building from the burst pipe. Patients could not go inside for hours on Saturday with temperatures below zero. Patients already inside the emergency room were moved to other parts of the hospital, but ambulances were again going to Boston Medical Center as of 7 o'clock yesterday morning after a rapid around-the-clock cleanup, according to a statement. However, operations were still impacted yesterday with more cleaning to do. Several other Boston-area hospitals also issued code blacks, preventing new admissions amid the bitter cold. With the season now in its final month, the Quincy College men's basketball team is poised for a strong finish and success in the postseason. With a record of 16-2, and two, the Granite is in second place in the National Junior Collegiate Athletic Association Region 21 standings. And the team is headed for a much-anticipated showdown with first-place Northern Essex Community College this coming Saturday. One of the Granite's key contributors just earned some well-deserved national recognition on the strength of a series of impressive late-January performances. Guard Mekki Dedrick from Dorchester was named last week's NJCAA Division III Men's Player of the Week. Dedrick, a former Boston Public Schools All-Star, broke his personal game-high mark for assists twice in the same week during a stretch in which he averaged 18 points, 13 assists, and 5 rebounds per game. He also shot 57% from the field. The Quincy College-Northern Essex Community College matchup will tip off Saturday at 5 p.m. at Eastern Nazarene College. Admission is free. And the Quincy College men's hockey team wraps up the home portion of their inaugural season with two games this week. Granite will face off against the University of New Hampshire Friday night at 7, 
And then Brown University, Sunday at 2, both games at the Quincy Youth Arena, and admission is free. Check of business news. This morning, stocks are higher. The Dow is up 17 points. The Nasdaq rose 44. The S&P added 7. Global stocks mixed as traders look ahead to a speech by Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell for clues to interest rate plans. The dollar fell. The euro is down. Oil at $75 a barrel. In sports, Celtics beat Detroit 111-99. to They'll play Philadelphia at the Garden tomorrow night at 7.30. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, partly cloudy, breezy, and a high 40 degrees. For tonight, there could be some rain or snow showers. Lows tonight in the mid-20s. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, mild, high 51. Looks like rain moving in on Thursday afternoon, high 47. Friday, partly cloudy and mild of the high Friday, approaching 60. For the boater today, waves about 2 feet. Wind out of the north right now, 15 to 20, will turn east, 5 to 10 knots. Waves again about 2 feet. High tide, 12.25 p.m. Sunrise, 6.50, set at 5.05. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Tuesday, February 7th.